Welcome to Dr. Carol's Couch with your host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. All comments, views, and opinions are solely those of Dr. Lieberman, her guests, and callers. Now it's time to have a seat on Dr. Carol's Couch. Here's your host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. And welcome to today's edition of Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. Well, this is a very important show. You know, um, the way that the world is going, and particularly our country, uh, there, there is so much more urgency now in my feeling that I have to try to let you know um, in more detail about, um, about what's happening. Because it's happening, it's happening faster than we could say Jack Robinson, if you ever heard that uh, expression. Um, we, with the Biden presidency, so today's show is called Biden, Riots, COVID-19, Are We Nearing the End of Times? Now, you know, um, before, uh, before I tell you about my guest and before um, we start the show, I was doing a little, I wanted to see, you know, what was the latest in the news right now to see if it fit into what we're going to talk about. And so I went to Breitbart, say what you might. I mean, I I go to a number of different uh, news outlets on the Internet, Google News, which gets me depressed, and then New York Post, which I love, and, um, and then usually Breitbart and then Drudge to see, you know, what he has collected. And what's the title story, the headline on Breitbart? Biden names anti-Israel activist Adam Schiff aide Mehar Bitar to senior intel role. Now, we'll talk about, and then there's a picture right under the headline, of Obama with uh, Bitar um, and his wife and baby, and they are fawning all over each other. So the reason why I mention this, and I'm sure we're going to be talking about it, uh, is, and this is like an example, a uh, perfect example of what we're going to be talking about today in terms of are we heading towards the end times? So my guest, my guest, I'm very happy to um, have on today a very um, knowledgeable guest about this subject. His name is Troy Anderson. He's a Pulitzer Prize-nominated investigative journalist. He's a best-selling author of three books, The Babylon Code, Trumpocalypse, and The Military Guide to Armageddon, Battle-Tested Strategies to Prepare Your Life and Soul for the End Times, which is something that seems particularly useful each day. It seems to to become more useful. Um, And uh, Troy, welcome to the show. Hi, Doctor. It's a great honor to come on your show. Um, you know, I want to start with, even though you know, I'm dying to talk about uh, all the things that um, are leading up, um, you know, and, and you predicted a lot of this even in your first, well, not your first book, but your book, Trumpocalypse, about how the, um, the global elite and the deep state uh, and who their friends are would do anything to um, to get rid of Trump, and of course now we're going. This is perfect timing that we're talking about this today, because now of course the impeachment um, has been brought to the Senate, and there's going to be a trial, and they can't. <laughs> you know, if they could just uh, flat out shoot him, they would do that. Um. So, um, but I want to start with your story. I love this story of how you. Uh, began your quest and your writing career in writing about looking into um, people who are controlling the strings, pulling the strings behind the scenes um, that are really controlling what's going on in the world. So can we start with how um, at age nine your grandmother encouraged you to follow your um, descendant, I guess, ancestor, the poet, playwright, and philosopher, Friedrich von Schiller. Tell us about that. Okay, why he, so when, why he uh, inspired your passion. Okay, so when I, was, uh, when I was little, my grandmother, Trella Schiller, she would spend hours talking about my, I, I guess he's like my fifth great-grandfather, Friedrich von Schiller. 
He wrote the poem Ode to Joy that Beethoven set to music in the Ninth Symphony, and some uh, you know well-known plays: William Tell, Marie Stewart, uh, Don Carlos, uh, other plays. So she would spend hours talking about him and tell me about uh, you know all about him. And she said some very intriguing things. She said that um, after his initial success when he was younger, towards the end of his life, he, he died at age 45. She said that she believed that he had been actually poisoned by powerful sort of behind-the-scenes forces, secret societies, and um, and that his children had to flee to Sweden and take asylum with the royal family there to to ex- escape further harm. And I was always intrigued by this story, and so she had, she'd encouraged me to follow it in his footsteps, become a writer, and uh, so I so I eventually did. I went to the University of Oregon, studied journalism, and became a newspaper reporter for uh, for you know, I've been a journalist for three decades now. And then about about a decade ago, uh, a friend of mine had told me about a, a Bible prophecy conference at Calvary Chapel, Chino Hills, a large church in in Southern California. And I went there, and my first co-author, Paul McGuire, used to have a nationally syndicated Paul McGuire show. He's a Fox News History Channel commentator. He's on stage. There's several thousand people there. Tim, Tim LaHaye there's other, you know, uh, fairly well-known uh, uh, figures in this genre. And he says, the world is undergoing the greatest transformation since the Tower of Babel, a coming global government, cashless society, and universal religion. And when he said that, it just it just struck me because I'm an investigative journalist. It struck me. I goes, that's a gigantic story. If that's true, and so I I introduced myself to him, and uh, he gave me a copy of a book called The Day the Dollar Died. It's a, a book he wrote about a decade ago, and it went into these different things. And so we we became friends, and then that eventually led to the publication of the Babylon Code, then Trump Apocalypse, and now uh, Military Guide to Armageddon. So that, that's sort of the story uh, in, in a nutshell. And um. Did you ever, I mean, what did you ever, what, what conclusion did you come to um, in regard to how your uh, ancestor, Von Schiller, was murdered? I mean, who murdered him? Yeah, so uh, I forget, probably like 2012, I, I ran across this book by a Swedish journalist, and he had claimed in the book that he had obtained uh, recent, recently released KGB files. And in those files, it talked about Schiller and, and said, it told this story of how Schiller, towards the end of his life, he had, you know, one of his first books was called The Robbers. It was sort of like a Robin Hood kind of book. And that and other writings of his had actually helped inspire the French Revolution. And so after that mm-hmm. happened, he was aghast at, at, you know, what he had contributed to. And, um, and then sort of, at the time, many of his uh, friends were members of the this actual secret society called the Bavarian Illuminati. It actually existed in the late 1700s and um, for about a, for a, a decade or so. And it's a, it's un, it doesn't sound like he ever actually joined it, but many of his friends are part of this. So he was sort of privy to this, this, this you know, secret society. And then towards the end of his life, he was writing a play to expose some of the, the you know, according to this book, the Swedish journalist wrote some of these atrocities that were going on. And, and then he died mysteriously. And, um, you know, the official cause of death was tuberculosis and some other ailments. But in this, this book, this journalist said that these files claim that he was slowly poisoned by a member of this secret society. <clears throat> and then so he died at age 45. And then, you know, he's a pretty you know, well-known literary figure in, in Europe. And they, and they buried him hastily in the middle of the night in a mass grave. And um, uh-huh. so there's, there's just a lot, a lot of mystery sort of surrounding his death and and um, so that that's uh, that, that, you know part of the part of the intrigue of it all. And of course, the significance of all this, in, in terms of uh, your writing, is that you have been then um, inspired to go on and investigate all the secret societies who are planning all these uh, horrible things to do to us <laughs> um, in more modern times. So. Um, why don't you? I don't know. Well, why don't we start with what I brought up at the beginning, um, since that seems to be the latest thing that Biden is doing. And maybe, maybe actually, before that, we should talk about what you mean by the end times, like what you see is coming. Okay, so, so another part of the story is when I was 11 years old, I lived in a little town in Oregon, and all these Jesus people from Southern California sort of invaded my hometown, and they're 
their VW uh, <laughs> vans, hippie, hippie kids. Uh-huh. And, uh, and one of these guys had actually trained under Hal Lindsey, who wrote The Late Great Planet Earth. It was a best-selling nonfiction book in the 1970s. So when I'm sure. 11 years old. He gives me a copy of this book. I read it like in two or three days on a bluff overlooking the, the 101. And, uh, and I'm just fascinated by Bible prophecy. And so I sort of began this early interest in, in the, what's known as the end times or Bible prophecy. And, um, you know, so when I went to that conference a, a decade ago, that sort of reignited my interest in this topic. And so for the last decade, I've, I've investigated, are we really moving into these end time events that the Bible talks about? Is, is this stuff really happening? And um, so I've done, you know, over 200 interviews with, you know, major faith leaders, Bible scholars, everybody from Billy Graham, Tim LaHaye, Hal Lindsey, Pastor Greg Laurie, Rabbi Jonathan Kahn, just sort of a who's who of major faith leaders. Billy Graham told me, signs of the end of the age are converging for the first time since Jesus made those predictions. But then I also, I read hundreds of books, went through thousands of pages of, you know, government academic documents, and interviewed uh, experts at at secular uh, universities like, you know, Princeton, Harvard, they have existential risk institutes, uh, Noam Chomsky, and uh, Oxford actually has what's called the Future of Humanity Institute, and each year they release an annual report on the top 10 dangers facing humanity, and so they talk about, you know, uh, nuclear war, of course, um, artificial intelligence, uh, a global totalitarian government is one of the things they list, you know, an asteroid Mm. impact, you know, things like that, and so they believe we're approaching the end of human civilization unless you know, humanity takes drastic actions to, you know, avert some of these potential dangers. So, so, so sort of a decade-long investigation, is this stuff really happening? So that's, that's what the eschatology or end times uh, is about. Hmm. Okay. And so what are some of the signs that you think that we are, well, I mean, um, I mean, what are, like, for example, in your latest book, what are some of the things that you are uh, talking about that seem to indicate we are getting into these times? So sort of the, the mainstream interpretation of Bible prophecy, you know, Hal Lindsey, Tim LaHaye, sort of that, that kind of genre, you know, for evangelical Christians, is that the, the, the super sign of the end times, we're actually moving into this period of time, is the, is the rebirth of Israel in 1948. So the, there's various verses in the Bible that talk about the, the Jews being regathered back to their homeland and, you know, the rebirth of Israel. And so many Bible scholars believe that's, that's what it began, this sort of countdown to, to the end times. And so in the last, oh. you know, seven decades, we've been sort of on this, this course towards this. And then there's, there's also prophecies in the Bible that talk about, you know, these po- sort of powerful behind-the-scenes forces, what's now known as like the deep state, international deep state, <laughs> and that they want to move us into a, a world system. And, we're, you know, we're now seeing that happening. I mean, you know, even the World Economic Forum is meeting in, in Switzerland today, uh, talking about this great reset of capitalism, sort of this, you know, this move towards a, a socialist kind of world system. So the Bible says that'll eventually happen, and a figure called the Antichrist and the false prophet will, like a global dictator, will preside over this this system. So that's that's another indication. Um, you know, Bible also. So talks who are about, you thinking? Uh, who do you think the um, Antichrist is? Okay, yeah, the the Bible says the Antichrist won't be revealed until the beginning of what's called the tribulation period. So, so no, nobody knows who, who that figure is. You know, many Bible scholars believe that that figure could be alive today, uh, but, but nobody knows uh, who it is. Uh-huh. Okay. And, and, and so, other, other signs is... Uh, oh, yeah, go ahead. No, go ahead. Yeah, yeah I was just going to say uh, what, what, other things that the Bible talks about that would indicate that we're moving into this period of time is there'd be an increase in, in natural disasters and in, in intensity of these kind of things. You know, the uh, earthquakes, uh, superstorms, uh, flooding, just all all that kind of stuff. And there's, there's there's some recent reports out that suggest that there has been an increase in major disasters of of a very intense nature. And um, another another big thing is that we now have all the technologies in place for the first time in history where you could actually have this, what's called the mark of the beast system, where you can't buy or sell 
unless uh, you, know, you take this mark of the beast. And so with, with electronic banking, wait, 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 wait. Could you say that? Could can you say that again? Start that yeah. part again. Yeah, so for the first time in history, we now have all the technologies in place where you could actually have what Revelation 13 describes as the mark of the beast system. It says that unless you take this mark, whatever it ends up being, you can't buy or sell. You can't participate in the economic system. And so, you know, today we have electronic banking. We have artificial intelligence. We have this move towards a cashless society, um, the surveillance state. So for, for, for the first time in history, all the technologies are in place you could actually have this global system that the that the Bible talks about. Hmm. Um. Okay. <laughs> um. So, what about what about what do you tell people who don't necessarily believe? You know, what is people who say to you, "Well, that's you know that those it says that in the Bible, but um, how can we believe that?" Or uh, you know, what about people who are not as religious, who don't necessarily believe that the Bible foretells um, what is going to happen? So, so in, in these three books, the Babylon Code, Trumpocalypse, and the, the Military Guide to Armageddon, what I've done is, you know, I'm, a, I'm an investigative journalist, so I've, I've, t- I've, you know, interviewed the most credible people I could possibly find, and and you know, dozens of them, and dozens of them in each book, cited the most credible books you know, that I could, you know, cite from that talk about these different things and, and mainstream media articles. That way, when you go to the, the back of the book, you'll see all the proof, essentially, that, you know, this stuff is, you know, uh, documented. And um, so that that's one thing I've done with these books is to try to sort of take the take the best proof that's available, condense it into a book in a highly credible fashion, like a, like a journalist does, and, and, and make it entertaining. And, you know, many people say these are, pay, you know, page turners and, you know, all three of them have been number one bestsellers. Uh, but that, that's where the idea is to uh, approach this from the perspective of an investigative journalist. Is this really happening? And then one thing, is, as you read these books and just you know, study Bible prophecy in general, what you'll eventually learn is that it's just the Bible is sort of this amazing book that there's all these you know, prophets in the Old Testament and Jesus and different prophecies of the, of the disciples in the New Testament. As you study all this stuff, it becomes apparent that so you know, only God could you know predict all this stuff and, and the kind of detail that is laid out you know sort of spread throughout the Bible and then it actually happens. So that, that's one of the greatest proofs I believe that the Bible is you know accurately is, is accurate. Is that you know only God could predict all this stuff that we're that we've seen happen in the past and now we're seeing happen now. Uh huh. Well, okay. Um, we're gonna we're gonna hear music in a second. Uh, telling us we have to take our first break. So why don't we do that, and we will come back. Stay tuned. Um, this we're t- we're, uh, my guest is Troy Anderson, and we're talking today about uh, Biden, COVID-19, <laughs> um, all the things that are pointing to the end of time, Biden riots, COVID-19. Are we nearing the end of times? So um, you decide for yourself. And I, I, you don't really have to believe. I think the important point here is you don't necessarily have to be a certain religion or believe in the Bible. Um, these, uh, my guest has, is saying as an investigative journalist, he has um, uh, compared or, or uh, substantiated some of the things that the Bible predicts with things in, um, in real life. <laughs> So stay tuned, you're listening to Dr. Carol's Couch, and I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your questions. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. Are you having difficulty coping with these troubled times? Do you want help? Then contact Dr. Carol Lieberman today at www.drcarol.com. Dr. Carol is a certified psychiatrist who not only has won an Emmy, but is a regular on top television shows like Oprah Winfrey and Larry King. She's here to help you through books, CDs, and helplines. Having trouble relaxing? 
Check out her relaxation CD. Has the fear of terrorism crippled your life? Call the terrorism hotline. And if you're having trouble with relationships, check out her book, Bad Boys. Dr. Carol wants to help you today, so contact her at www.drcarol.com or for immediate help at 1-900-860-COPE. Get help making sense of these troubled times. www.drcarol.com These days, everyone is looking for information on staying young, healthy, and fit. The Voice America Health and Wellness Network is here to help you on your quest to better health and a better you. We talk about everything from diet, fitness, and aging to substance abuse, personal growth, mental health, and much more. Learn from our experts who cover health and wellness from traditional and holistic perspectives. Tune in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. Healthy living starts here. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com Welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. If you have a question or comment for Dr. Carol, dial toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now back to the show, here's Dr. Carol Lieberman. And welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman, with my guest today, Troy Anderson, a Pulitzer Prize-nominated investigative journalist, best-selling author of three books, major books. Um, and we are talking about Biden riots, COVID-19, are we nearing the end of times or end times? Um, and I thought that one indication that's perfect about this, and again, this is not, I just want to remind you, this is not about any one particular religion. Um, you don't have to believe in the Bible to understand or believe in what um, uh, Troy Anderson is saying, because he has, he has uh, co- um, substantiated it in his books with things that come from modern times. So I think a perfect example of um, how we may be ne- nearing the end times is the uh, article that was in the uh, news today. Biden names anti-Israel activist Adam Schiff aide Mehar Bitar to senior intel role. So, um, and the picture, uh, my heart sank when I saw this picture of Obama with um, uh, Bitar and, uh, and his wife and baby, and they're all making, they're all very cozy and happy and smiling and um, you know, it, my heart sank because um, this <laughs> this is very bad for Israel and very bad for um, the world, not just Israel. Um, I mean, there clearly it would seem like there's going to be a war between Iran and Israel, and that will of course affect everybody else. It also means an increase in anti-Semitism, and it also means an increase in terrorism worldwide. And that was one of the things that. Um, Obama, um, you know, Biden is just a puppet of Obama. And one of the things that Obama did, uh, he was the worst, well, I think he was the worst president ever in, in America. Uh, but one of the worst things that he did, you know, what makes him, uh, one of the major things that makes him the worst president was that he was so pro, pro, um, pro-terrorist in a way, um, and anti-Israel and whatever he was able to accomplish in four years, he knows. He made the U.S. more vulnerable to terrorists than any other president. And Trump fixed that um, by destroying the caliphate and, and killing off two of the major leaders and so on. But we are back now. So Obama is basically back um, and with Biden as his puppet. And this is a major, um, major, you know, he's been doing all kinds of executive orders and everything else. But this is a really major step that he did uh, today. So, Troy, what do you think about this, and particularly in connection with, does, is this another sign that we're getting towards the uh, end times? Yeah, so, um, you know, uh, President Trump was a great champion of, of Israel and did, did a lot to, you know, bring, you know, peace, peace to the, you know, Israel and to the Middle East and to the entire world. Uh, we, we know we had no wars under his administration, and a lot of the actions he took were, you know, d- designed to help, you know, fo- foster a peaceful environment 
and 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 also for our military to be strong and for you know help Israel's military to be strong and and you know counter these uh, forces that you know want to destroy Israel and destroy us too. And uh, so, so now with, with the Biden administration, the, these just these initial moves that we're seeing, uh, you know, the, the the nuclear deal and, and now this announcement, uh, you know, that this is, is not good. This is you know portends a potential return to what happened under Obama and the weakening of our military, uh, the you know, you know, sort of emboldening uh, the enemies, Iran and other countries. So, you know, the, the world is moving into a very dangerous uh, situation once again. And uh, it, it wasn't wasn't necessary. So, you know, is, is this a, a move towards the end times? Well, of course, you know, war is a, is and especially in kind of nuclear war is is a, is a step in that direction. Mm-hmm. And also, what about the um, place of this being in the Middle East in terms of Armageddon? Yeah, I mean, the, you know, the Battle of Armageddon is is centered in the in the Middle East. It's actually the Valley of Megiddo. Is is actually in Israel. It's an ancient uh, uh, strategic uh, uh, place where, where various battles were fought in the in ancient Israel, and, um, and so the you know the Battle of Armageddon is this final battle that uh, uh, you know that's de- depicted uh, of probably of nuclear in nature, and so so anything that's happening now that um, you know increases the danger of nuclear war, which is which is the greatest threat facing humanity. Uh, is, is an unwise and imprudent move. And so, you know, uh, you know, I would urge this new administration to walk very, very cautiously uh, in how they handle the situation in the Middle East because it's a, it's a powder keg. Yes, and it was, uh, you know, it was just beginning to, um, to become more peaceful, you know, through Trump's uh, um, accords and and, you know, Going to the from the beginning, actually, he met with the leaders of the Middle East, all the leaders, and which was no president had done. Um, and he his one of his goals, which you know one of his uh, high points of his legacy is uh, creating peace in the Middle East. Um, and and now it seems like uh, so <laughs> that it's going to all be destroyed. Um, what about? Uh, this in a larger context in terms of the people behind pulling the strings in addition to Obama, you know, why don't you talk about the global elite and how that relates to um, the end times? So, so in, especially in the first two books, the Babylon Code and Trumpocalypse, I, I really, really delved into are there you know powerful forces behind the scenes? Are there these secret societies, these these think tanks, these foundations? Um, you know this uh, sort of the, sort of this network that uh, uh, that you know largely controls the you know the way our, our world operates. You know it's in the media, it's in culture, it's in government and business, and um, and so what what we found is that the, you know there, there are actual secret societies that, that do exist. I mean, you can go down to the supermarket nowadays. You can get a, a Time magazine special to tell the history of all these secret societies. So it's it, it's pretty much common knowledge now. There's been, there's been an awakening over the last you know five ten years, uh, where many people now understand that you know everything's not as as it seems you know right up front. Uh, there, there's polls that have come out in in the last few years showing I think some, some somewhere between like fifty to seventy five percent of people believe that there is a, a deep state, international deep state that exists that. You know, has a, a, a you know an oversized influence on our political systems. So there are very wealthy people and and organizations and networks behind the scenes, behind politics, behind the sort of the figureheads. You know, Biden, Obama, you know these different people that uh, have a, a gigantic and increasing influence uh, on our world. So what's the average person to do? <laughs> you know, okay, so we're all getting more aware of this. Um, but now what, you know, so let's say somebody listening to this thing, yeah, I kind of suspected that, but, um, this is getting pretty bad. I mean, people feel powerless, um, when in, in the face of all of the, of the global elite, the people who are super wealthy, um, who have this control. I mean, that's kind of the thing since it's been growing over the last, what, couple, however many decades, um, the time to have stopped it was earlier on. It's a little, it's much harder to stop it now. 
when these connections are so much in place. Yeah, yeah I mean, that's true. It's becoming harder to, to slow this down and or, or to stop it. Uh, but one of the key things, you know, is you know, as, as a journalist, you know, my job from my career is to, is to help reveal the truth, you know, bring the truth to the public mm-hmm. so that the people can take action. You know, when I was a reporter at the LA Daily News for many years, I do like an investigative series and then, you know, the county or, or different politicians, they would, because, they, you know, now they know what's happening, they'd have to take action and address it. And so uh-huh. um, that, that's one thing is, is people becoming aware of what's really happening. The other thing is, you know, and, and this is why we, why we wrote the Military Guide Norm again, we want to inspire people to get, act, to, to, you know, to get involved, you know, get involved in, you know, uh, your, your community of faith, get involved in politics, get involved in society, and not just, you know, essentially what we've done in America is we've ha- sort of had this this country club kind of mentality where we sort of step back and, and figure that, you know, who, who we elect is going to take care of things. We don't have to worry about it. We become disengaged. We don't, we're not involved in civics. And now we're paying the price yes. for it with what, what we're seeing happening today. So that's, that's one of the central messages is we, we've got to become active, get involved in our communities, in civics and politics and, you know, our, 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 our houses of worship and, um, you know, engage in society and, 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 and oppose these things. You know, we, we can't just let them, you know, run rough, roughshod over us like they have for, for, for decades now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um. What kind of reaction have you been getting to, I mean, I know they're bestsellers, but I mean, like when you um, go to places and when we were able to speak in person, um, when you would do that about your books, what kind of reactions did you get? Oh, yeah, so, you know, this new book just came out uh, January 5th, The Military Guide to Armageddon. You know, it, it, it shot up to like, I think it was number 129 on Amazon, 150 on Barnes & Noble. And you do this on social media, you know, just getting a phenomenal re- reaction for people that are very inspired by this and, and thankful. Uh, we, we've also, the, the Colonel and I, my, my co-author's um, retired U.S. Army chaplain and Colonel David Giamona. He spent three decades in the, in the military as a chaplain and a colonel. And uh, we, we formed uh, uh, with a major general, another colonel, and some uh, ministers, uh, uh, an organization to to put on conferences to help o- awaken and prepare people for you know whatever uh-huh. you know, they might be facing in in the future. So that's one one thing we're doing, and um, uh, so uh, you know we're, we're trying to you know do do our part to help help awake wake up people and and get them ready for whatever you know uh, whatever we may face next year. I mean, over the last year, who, who would expect that we'd have this these lockdowns, this sort of uh, you know, complete change in our society. When, when, the, when the colonel first got a hold of me in early 2018 to help him write this book, he had originally written a book called The Making of a Warrior, and then, you know, it ended up becoming the military guide to Armageddon. And, and he told me in 2018 that, that uh, you know, by the time this book came out, it would be a completely different world. I mean, that, was, that was accurate. You know, it is a completely changed world. And, uh-huh. and um, you know, so, so the book's, you know, designed to help inspire people to, you know, to, to navigate through this time. Uh-huh. Um, what are some of the other things that uh, that you see in society today that are, like, warning signs? Well, I mean, we're, we're seeing it here in America now. I mean, for, for years there's been, you know, persecution, oppression, and, and censorship of, of people of faith, you know, around the world. But now with the Biden administration, there's, there's great concerns that we could, you know, see an, an increasing amount of that. I mean, we've already seen it for, you know, a, a decade or two or longer, um, you know, here in America. But now, now there's even greater concerns that, uh, you know, could there be actual persecution here in America? I mean, we, we've seen the loss of religious freedoms. We saw the houses of worship largely shut down over the last year. Are they going to reopen? Yes. Will they be able to reopen, you know, as they have in the past? Um, so there's, there's a lot of concern. Yes, of, that that you know, was in that um, you know you, using well, well. I mean, do you think? I mean, that that was. I think that was one of the worst things that happened with uh, under the guise, under the excuse of it being necessary for a COVID. Um, you know, taking away religious liberties, closing churches and synagogues, and not allowing people to pray. I mean, that's sort of a basic thing in the Constitution. Um, do you see coronavirus uh, and the lockdowns and all the different uh, other um, 
rules that people, governors and, and mayors have made. Um, do you see that as fitting into this end of times? Yeah, I mean, it, it certainly seems the, the elite have used, you know, this COVID-19 pandemic to, you know, increase their control, increase restrictions on society to take away more of our freedoms. And, 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 and who knows how far this is going to go. I mean, part of the end time scenario is that there'll be, you know, we'll eventually move into some kind of, you know, essentially authoritarian or, or dictatorial kind of system. There's, there's some people that call this the, the technocracy. It's a sort of a combination of socialism, communism, you know, fascism, but, but with this techno- technology veneer to the whole thing, or this uh, technology is used to control us. You know, I mean, it, during World War II and Hitler, you know, had, you know, was it caught, prompted World War, you know, prompted World War II and was, you know, killing millions of people. Um, you know, they, they had attempted to impose, you know, a very controlled dictatorial kind of system on Germany and Europe. And, uh, but he did not have the kind of technologies that we have today. So there, there's the danger today of all these technologies, the surveillance state, uh, that they could have even more control over us. So, so that's the, that's the, the danger of what we're seeing unfold now. Yes. Did you see, this was also in the news today, about how Twitter um, is going to have this new thing called bird something. Do you know what I'm talking about? Um, bird watching, it isn't bird watching, but it's something like that. Um, and and the, the, what the point of it is that anybody who is on Twitter, if, they, if you see something, a post, that you don't like or that you think that you can claim is uh, against the rules, you know, whatever the rules are, they make up their own rules and change them every day, um, that you can inform Twitter of that and they will presumably take down the post or do something uh, to the person who was posting it. Did, did you hear that? I mean, now they're getting people, I and mean, this is so not 1984, so um, uh, Hunger Games, so... Uh, it's it's getting people to spy on each other. I mean, it's, it's beyond. It's, it's just taking it up a notch. Not only was uh, was Twitter and the other tech uh, technocracy, you know, um, censoring people uh, from the president on down, but now to get us to spy on and report on other people posting is just taking it to a whole new uh, dystopian level. Well, we need to take another break. Um, We are talking today with Troy Anderson, and we're talking about Biden riots, COVID-19. Are we we nearing the end of times? And uh, we'll be right back. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your questions. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. Are you having difficulty coping with these troubled times? Do you want help? Then contact Dr. Carol Lieberman today at www.drcarol.com. Dr. Carol is a certified psychiatrist who not only has won an Emmy, but is a regular on top television shows like Oprah Winfrey and Larry King. She's here to help you through books, CDs, and helplines. Having trouble relaxing? Check out her relaxation CD. Has the fear of terrorism crippled your life? Call the terrorism hotline. And if you're having trouble with relationships, check out her book, Bad Boys. Dr. Carol wants to help you today, so contact her at www.drcarol.com or for immediate help at 1-900-860-COPE. Get help making sense of these troubled times. www.drcarol.com Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. 
We're with you wherever Alexa and Google are. At home, in the car, on your smart TV, and your connected devices. Hey, Alexa. Hey, Google. Play my favorite Voice America podcast on TuneIn. It's just that easy. But make sure you actually mention the name of the podcast show to make it work. Streaming live. The leader in Internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com. Welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. If you have a question or comment for Dr. Carol, dial toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now back to the show, here's Dr. Carol Lieberman. And welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist, host Dr. Carol Lieberman, here with my guest, Troy Anderson. He is a um, Pulitzer Prize-nominated investigative journalist and best-selling author of several books. Um, notably, we're talking, I guess, a combination of Trumpocalypse and uh, the, military, um, the Military Guide to Armageddon, Battle-Tested Strategies to Prepare Your Life and Soul for the End Times. And um, so why don't we talk about that now? What people, now that we've gotten all my listeners freaked out that, yes, indeed, it does seem like... Uh, these might be the end times. Um, what do they do about it? <laughs> what can they do to prepare? Well, yeah. So, in the military guide arm again, it's you know for for people of uh, you know different different faiths, uh, you know what we encourage is people to, to delve deeper into their spiritual lives, to draw closer to God, uh, to take comfort uh, in, in their faith, and um, that that can be a, a very good thing to help you. You know, navigate the. A lot of people are feeling a lot of anxiety, a lot of stress. There's a lot of depression. I'm I'm reading different stories about that, and so th- this is a time to draw closer to your to your faith, draw closer to God, your your spirituality, and that could be a great source of comfort. Uh, you know, during the you know, stressful times like this. Uh huh. Are there practical things besides that that you recommend? So so just in case you know all hell really does break loose. We have a, a, a chapter called Prepping for the End Times, and it has a, a, you know, very practical uh, things that people can do to get ready for any kind of disaster. You know, here in Southern California, we could have a, a gigantic earthquake, and even FEMA and the governor's office urge us to, you know, have, you know, water, food, all kinds of different supplies. And so the, so the colonel, my, my co-author, he takes what he learned in, in the military and uh, and has actually a list of things that you, you know be prudent and wise to, to, to you know have on hand to buy you know just in case there's any kind of disaster or you know who knows what's going to happen next year and so we have a whole chapter uh, and there's actually one, one one good thing about this book is that each each chapter ends with a sort of like a action step so, so you so each chapter you, you learn some things that you know the colonels put together from his you know de- decades in the military the wisdom he's learned there equates that to our spiritual lives and then action steps. And so that prepping for the end times chapter, uh, you know, takes you through, you know, what would you need to do to prepare in case we have, you know, some kind of uh, disaster or, or calamity. What about, um, do you talk at all about, um, I mean, I know you said that you were telling, like, um, telling people about how to uh, join different organizations in their community and so on. Um, any any specific thoughts about getting back more to the uh, global elite and to how to stop that? I mean, one thing, you know, the global elite, the idea is to get all of us working for them. This whole thing of uh, not being able to own property, not being able to own your own house or your own car. Um, you know, people people in America don't, realize that these kinds of things <laughs> are what um, both in our country, the dark state, and in general, the global elite, uh, these are the kinds of things that they have in mind, so that really, in the end, it's like serfs on a manor, you know, serving the lord of the manor. Tell us about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. You've hit the nail on the head. Um, I mean, we've seen the the very wealthy, the wealthiest people in the world have become even far more wealthy. Oxfam released a report yesterday saying that the inequalities in, in the wealth, you know, gap is, is 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 you know the most it's ever been in history. And so, so even as we've seen these COVID lockdowns and all this, 
you know, the, the printing of all this money and all this stuff, you know, the, the super wealthy have gotten far more uh, wealthy. And so as, as it happens, they gain even more control over our political systems, over our society. And so what, what's happening now is a lot of people are, are, are looking at different ways that, you know, we could take away some of the economic power, you know, forming, you know, like as, as you know, the, the primary social media platforms increase censorship, you know, there, there's people migrating to new platforms that uh, don't have these uh, controls and, and censorship going on. So that's one thing, um, you know, like I mentioned before, becoming far more engaged in, in local politics and, you know, even running for office, you know, uh, essentially what we need is more good, honest people to get involved in, in our society like people used to do. And uh, so when, when we don't step up and do what we're supposed to do, be, you know, good, good citizens and, uh, good, you know, good people doing what we're supposed to do, that allows, you know, corrupt people to, to gain, gain power and, you know, and then, you know, just human nature is, you know, greed and all that kind of stuff, uh, you know, be, it'll become more corrupt over time. So, so the good people of the world essentially need to rise up and, and sort of fight back here and, and hold off this. Uh, you know, if you look back in American history, it was at times a great crisis that Americans really, you know, rose up and did the right thing. You look at the Revolutionary War, the Civil War, World War Two. You know, it was a sort of a small group of people that, you know, risked their lives and, and you know, took, took the ultimate, and many, you know, made the ultimate sacrifice, but, you know, God used them to help, you know, save this country. And so that's what we need to do now. We need people to get inspired and rise up and, and, um, and, and do the right thing here. Kind of like the insurrection at the Capitol. <laughs> but, but, but do it in a peaceful way. Don't, 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 don't <laughs> fall into that, that kind of trap. Because we, we saw how they used that to turn the narrative around, and, and who knows exactly what happened there. Right. Well, I mean, yes, that has been the excuse that um, people like Biden and his friends have used um, to try to turn everything around, and, and the and the tech, uh, big tech, also is you know using that. You know, even even the man. I'm sure you read about this. The man who sells my pillow. They've even stores are um, a lot of stores have stopped carrying my pillow because he was a friend of Trump's, and uh, I, I mean it is it, it is real um, it is real out and out war already between uh, the Democrats and Republicans, no less the people above those um, leaders or those. It's not just about Democrats and Republicans. In other words, there is the global elite above them. But still, um, there is society is just condemning anybody who um, who doesn't go along with the Biden Obama agenda. You, you know, I, I've been a journalist for for three decades, and I've never seen you know j- fellow journalists running roughshod over the First Amendment like like we've seen you know in re- last few years, and, and then the censorship that's that's now occurring. You know, I, I just saw that Lindell's you know Twitter account was canceled, just like President Trump's Twitter account was canceled. Uh-huh. I mean, this is—it's just—it's just shocking that we live in America where we have the First Amendment and this kind of thing is happening. And so, you know, uh, another important thing is that the more people become aware of the importance of the First Amendment. I mean, without freedom of speech, without the First Amendment. Um, you know, we will move into tyranny. And so we've got to oppose these efforts to censor. And, uh, and you know, we need to have freedom of speech. We can't have a democracy. We can't have freedom, you know, unless we are able to speak out. And, uh, you know, in today's technological world, it's a lot of it's on social media. So, so many people are moving to different platforms, and uh, we're going to see an even larger exodus uh, in, you know, the months and years ahead. That'll be, a, a, you know, an important uh, uh, d- dynamic in this this battle for free speech in the First Amendment. Yes, yes, uh, we've taken a lot of these liberties that we have for granted. That's one of the big problems, um, you know. But you kind of wonder. I mean, I keep wondering, like when this happened today, why isn't anyone, why hasn't anyone done anything about it yet? Like, let's say, um, you know, I mean, the the big tech companies. Uh, they were given too many powers people didn't, or, well, I don't know if people did realize and it was all part of the plan, but giving them the benefit of the doubt, maybe they didn't realize just how 
much of how much power they would ultimately have and how this would affect us. You know, it seemed like such a good thing, just, you know, Google, oh, I can just Google it. But really, really, we're being controlled by all of this. So, um, so, and you, you know, you have to wonder, well, why hasn't anybody done any of this, anything about this already? You know, the, the high, big tech companies, for example, were called before Congress, uh, but nothing happened. You know, they didn't get, their powers didn't get cut down, um, you know, uh, Trump tried to get that passed as part of part of the bills that were being passed, and they, they wouldn't include it. And I mean, so it's kind of a mess already. <laughs> um, so that's why we need people like you um, uh, telling people about what's coming. And certainly, I I have been trying um, to do this now, whether it's uh, you know, with particularly. Uh, I think I might have been one, I was one of the last people, I think, who didn't think that Trump was going to pull an ace out of his sleeve or pull a rabbit out of a hat. <laughs> so I must say this has kind of come as a jarring surprise. And, and of course, and of course, we all know how this happened. Um, but in any case, uh, people need to wake up. People need to start paying more attention. I mean, yes, we are all kind of beaten down to some degree with coronavirus and lockdown and all of that. But we have to wake up and pay attention to things going on that are scary. One last, we have a minute left. What would you like to say? Well, you know, I, I just, I just reiterate that, uh, you know, now, now is the time to be brave and courageous. Um, there's been many times in history when, you know, tyrannical, you know, uh, groups and organizations and figures have, have tried to lord it over all the people, uh, you know, for, for their own benefit. And that's what we're seeing happening now. So if, if we stand up, you know, I, I believe God will, will intervene. And, uh, and so, you know, we, we don't know when all this, all these, all these, you know, the end, the end times, the battle of Armageddon, all these things are going to happen. Well, only God knows that. So in the meantime, it's our job to, you know, to stand up, do what's right, be brave and courageous, you know, fight the good fight and, and do the, do our best to get involved and preserve the, the amazing democracy and freedom we've had enjoyed here in America for over two centuries. You know, I, I have many ancestors that, you know, fought in most of the wars, some of them died, but some of them were wounded, and uh, I imagine many Americans do. So, you know, we need to, you know, follow in their footsteps and, and uh, you know, preserve the democracy that they, they fought and bled for. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much, uh, Troy Anderson, for being a guest. And thank you all for listening. You've been listening to Dr. Carol's Couch. And um, yes, you know, these are, (laughs) may not be the end times yet, but it certainly is scary times. So um, we need to pick our heads up and pay attention and do what we can to, um, to make sure that we continue to have all of the liberties in the Constitution, including, number one, free speech. So thank you all. Thank you for joining us on Dr. Carol's Couch. Join us next week at 1 p.m. Pacific time for another installment of Dr. Carol's Couch. We'll save you a seat. 